it's Effie Bateman here and at the start of the interview you'll hear us talking about Splendour in the Grass and this is because we recorded this episode a few weeks ago and uh, we've been itching to release it but had to put the foot on the pedal until our guest had released his self-titled album Youngblood. So if you're listening to this, the wait is over and you can now listen to Youngblood's new album wherever you get your music. Here is today's interview. You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of The Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to The Batuta Advocate radio show, recording live here out of the Desert Rock FM booth. We've had a big couple days. We've been up at Splinter in the Mud, I guess it was called. Back now in the booth, back to real work. Absolutely not in any way hindered mentally or uh, physically from the last week trudging around there with the pandemic youth. It was a good time, wasn't it, Effie? Oh, it was fantastic. I think my favourite moment was almost seeing Clancy stack it in the mud. Mm-hmm. And we were all wearing some gumboots and he, he wanted to wear the tradey ones. Yeah. So, didn't yeah, it was go, a good time. Didn't want the knee highs. Yeah. And, uh, and that was during actually a countryman of today's guest's performance, not from the same part of England, but from nearby. H was having a having a gig in the in the mix up tent and yeah that's where that's where Clancy Overall from Batuta Advocate nearly went down in the mud. Uh, I survived, I regathered and I'm back here to tell the tale with today's guest Effie. We've got young blood straight out of Hello, your chair. How's it going? <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Oh mate, I'm I'm very happy to be here. Honestly, I really am. You are a fan of our country and our uh, I love it. I love continent. it down here. Honestly, I do. We say that because you've said it before, so we're not we're not putting you in a position. No, to lie. I have said it before. It's not you're not gaslighting me here. I am. <laughs> you are quoting me. In fact, I do love it down here. Honestly, I think I'll end up here eventually. Yeah. When I'm tired of rock mm. music. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, a lot of your people from your part of the world, oh, uh, fully. Yorkshire, make their way down here mostly to play football. But we've met a few people with that specific accent of yours rolling around the the, the main streets of Batuta, Sydney, Brisbane. I love it, man. Honestly, I do. I just love that. I love like. I love the honesty. I love the, the laughter, and I just you know what I mean Aussies are just the best. We are. We and you have that reputation all over the world. I've been all over the world a couple of times, and everyone's always like, no matter what country you're in. You're in, like, France, Italy, Dallas. Yeah, everyone loves it. I do appreciate uh, that I saw that you've done a shoey as well. I did do that. They, they wrote me into yes. it. Yes, they, they tried getting Jack Harlow to do one on Saturday night, and he's like, what? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not oh, doing that. I love it, me. Honestly, yeah. I think yeah. it's just like, I tell you what, it's really easy to down a pint out of a shoe. Mm. Well, you want to do it quick. You don't want to taste it. No, you don't. That's mm. what I'm saying. I think you just, like, kind of, it's just that thing, in it? You're just mm. like... Just get it gone. Now, you're very honest to yourself, and, and uh, you, we're going to ask for some honesty here. I'm down. How, how do you think Australians go at crisis management? I mean, we're not talking about bushfires. We didn't do too well there. But when it came to your performance the other night, yeah. did you get into the vicinity? No. To be honest, can I tell you something? Yeah, I a- woke up that morning, mm-hmm. and it was windy and raining yeah. and muddy, yeah. and I was at the hotel. Yeah. So I was saying- this ain't happening. Mm-hmm. I'm. T- I promise you, brother. I'm, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, and you've got that. You've got that prior knowledge. I, of, I got of that events. little. I got that gypsy intuition. You know what I mean. <laughs> so I was like, I woke up, and it just didn't feel right. So I went and had a cup of tea, sat down, and cause of last time we played Falls Festival in the one in Melbourne mm. had to be called off because of bushfires. Yeah. So we played a gig at a tote. 
So I literally just started being like, all right, then. Everyone needs to start looking around for a little venue. So tell me, you did do a backup gig? Oh, yeah, yeah fully, bro. It was mental. I, I was just literally just calling around all day being like, all right, I ain't not playing a show today because I've traveled too far. And everyone just looked soggy and sad. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were passing the hotel. Yeah. People were in pajamas, weeping. And I was like, no, not today. We're the happy crew. So I walked around, called a couple mates up. It, to be honest, they're not really my mates. You know what I mean? They're my mates now, but I didn't have a clue who they were. Went on Google, was like, all right, because I don't really know Byron. Byron? Byron? Yeah. Byron. Byron. I don't know Byron very well. So I was just like, I called a couple places up and then the Kingscliff Hotel were very accommodating. And I was just like, all right, then put a poster up within 45 minutes. There were two times the amount of capacity outside. Yeah. Police turned up. People were climbing over the wall. I it was that's mental. even better. Oh, that's I had a better. great time. Yeah. I had a, honestly, <laughs> it was amazing. I was literally like, but all our gear was on a truck to Brisbane because like, as soon as it got cancelled, yep. We like we don't just like turn up and plug in anymore. No. You know what I mean? It's all like whatever, pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you got the, the, the show yeah. goes on, you the keep show, moving. You know what I mean? So we were just like, all right, whatever. And then we just, it was amazing because we got to play like the old days. Just so you, like, played, you played with the pub kit? Just literally played with whatever we could get. Yeah. Plugged in, turned up, got pissed, played a show. It was fun. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Loose, man. It was so loose. I loved it. Oh, that would be unforgettable experience for all the people that have been just. Apparently, they were waiting fourteen hours. Some of them, yeah, to get, to get their tents. Like, yeah, it wasn't great, but it was like it was amazing. And everyone, mm. I was like, "What's it like?" And people were just like, "Everyone is fucked." Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, "Sick," because we were just riding around. Cause I didn't want to go to the pub too early. You know what I mean? Because like in them situations when it's like small, yeah, you gotta shows, come in the back door. People get on the van and shit. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So we were just like hanging out but I always like I'm not very good at I don't want to be left out mm-hmm. yeah. ever you know what I mean I'm terrified of missing out like so I'm calling everyone like what's it like there and everyone's like everyone is fucked up yeah. the and pub, it was the sick. pub would have loved it too they wouldn't have been accounting for that kind of turnover at the bar on yeah. a, on oh, a- see, that's what I was saying they were, they were like I think we just got paid in booze to be honest yeah. <laughs> it was literally like rewind five years ago <laughs> turn up plug in paid in beer I was like sick I want to talk a bit about five years ago I want to talk yeah. a bit about and even earlier than that you come from a part of the world where a lot of uh, you know a lot of global music stars have come out of be that anywhere north of basically Manchester you keep seeing more and more names as you look at the history of music yeah. throughout, particularly England and around the world who did you come up on? Who do you think would have been your influences? Wow, I think, to be honest, my old man brought me up a lot on Oasis and a lot on mm-hmm. Stone Roses because that was it. I mean, you know, I mean, in the Arctic Monkeys as I grew up, but really, mm-hmm. really. And your dad, he's got the guitar? Yeah, my guitar old man shop? sold guitars for yeah, a living. Nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was literally, I, it was a family business. Yep. My old, my granddad and my dad would go to work every day and then I'd finish school, go to the shop and work till late. Yep. And it was like... I had to know music or I wouldn't get a word in edgeways mm-hmm. around a dinner table. You yep. know what I mean? That was it. It was like every day was just music, music, music. And like, it was Northern, man. Mm-hmm. It was cash in hand. It was quick. It was fast. It was like Chinese takeaway. If we had a good day, egg and crest sandwich. If we fucking had a bad day and I ate egg and crest sandwich, I think it's PTSD. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but that was it, man. It was like, it was a lot of Northern stuff. But then I think, I adore Oasis, I adore the Stone Roses, I adore Britpop, Primal Scream, all that stuff, because that was like what 
my first memories of music but i think when you really find stuff yourself that's when you take ownership of it yeah so it was when i found like bowie and when i found like lou reed yep. and like even hip-hop when i found eminem for the first time i was like what is this you know what i mean because i'd sp working with dad shot buy fish and chips bit of weed and cds mm -hmm. from hmv and yep. just be like whoa and do you remember that moment when you kind of felt yourself becoming contemporaries with your heroes bro it's pretty mad. Mm -hmm. Can I give you a little bit of insight of something I'm going through right now? Everything feels backward mm -hmm. when you get to a certain level because, like, it's just what you call success. Because to me, I think success feels like a boundary. Yep. Because it feels so finite. Feels like the end of something. Mm. Mm -hmm. When people, like, say that to you. And now we're playing, like, the biggest venues I've ever dreamed of and I've ever, ever think, but... I feel kind of the same as I did when I was 15. Yeah. Mm. It's so mental. It's such a mental thing. It feels like I'm starting again to actually understand this part of the world because there's nothing more magic than the first nine months of someone ascending yeah. as an artist mm -hmm. because it's like everyone is around you and everything's like so fast. But then it kind of just you hit a wall and you get to a level and you're like, oh, whoa. That becomes status quo. It becomes yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and then it's just like, all I'm doing now is trying to go backwards to feel the same connection. Like, Kingscliff Hotel did that That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's my shit. I was like, oh my God. And like before, like we're about to put like arenas on sale in the UK and Europe. And I was like, but around the album, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like no cap. Like me, if I become a rock star, that terrifies me. Mm -hmm. I never want to be like, permission if i become a rock star you get to slap me yep. in the face Deal. and that's on it frightens me because i'm not here to do that i wanted young blood is like i wanted to build a community for people to belong and for people to feel accepted and that's why like around the new album we're doing like 800 seaters mm -hmm. an intimate tour across the uk yeah just to feel the energy and to feel the spirit and to feel like what it really means. So, you, you, I mean? so you, you, there was the there was the option of of arenas, and you said no. Let's scale it back down, make it a bit more first, intimate. Yeah. First, I think yeah. like I can't wait to play arenas. That's yeah. gonna be mental. I can't wait to get. To, I've always dreamt of Wembley Stadium yeah. and like Freddie Mercury and just because it's just in like, excess at sunset. Ex yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean, Michael? Wow. You know what I mean? It was. It's like. Because that's where you really go, wow, look what we built. We built a... Because I always want... I never wanted to be about it records. I wanted mm. it to be about people coming together. Because at a Youngblood show, they're not just there to see me. They're there to see each other. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to encourage people the most. It's like, don't come and see me. Come and see each other because there are people like you. There are people who feel like you and think like you and dress like you and are just as alone as you or just as lost as you. But I think, like, as I say, I always want this to balance the scales because yeah. I want to play massive shows, but I also want to feel connected. Yeah. That's just it for me. Tell me about the, um, you know, we, we didn't get to see you in action. Effie would, I'd say, would be much more closer to the uh, demographic of the screaming young blood fan than this old this old bull here. Oh, I don't know, man. At the minute, it's like, as I say, like, stick a Cure t-shirt on and, a cat and, a bird and an IPA yeah. in your hand. Yeah. Yeah, you're you at row 37, yeah. seat C. That's it. I was, I'm I was down. Wondering, I was wondering, <laughs> do, you, do you cast a wide net? What does the archetype it's look like? It's mm. becoming different. I mm -hmm. think, like, there was such a big misconception that it was kind of just young, 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 screaming mm -hmm. people. You just did one with Ozzy Osbourne, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, wild, bro. That's <laughs> yeah. what I mean. It's just like... Yep. 
What? That's what it probably gave me. I got his necklace on actually. He gave me a necklace. <laughs> oh, it was pretty mental. And we had a salami sandwich together. It was bomb. And he better made than it. an egg sandwich. Oh, yeah, fucking hell, he made it, bro. <laughs> so sick. Lurpak butter, ginger beer, and fucking salami sandwich. So dope. Salami sandwich. Like, fucking ah, oh, legend, bro. Fully <laughs> just like oh, people think Ozzy's crazy. I think he's free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seriously, man. You know what I mean? And then um, that's it. I think it's gone like. Outwards, I don't know how to say it's gone younger and it's gone older. Like it's five year olds to 70 year olds at a Youngwood show now. It's like Ed Sheeran for twisted people. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. I like that. That that should be on a t shirt. Ed Sheeran Sheeran for twisted people. (laughs) Tell me a little bit though, you know, with what you're just saying then about Ozzy. I remember when Ozzy came out with his reality show, The Osbournes, and that was it was hilarious. But I also remember thinking. The Americans aren't going to understand this so much, dude. But I, but they did. They Aussie had the mass appeal too. Even when you're inside his living room, looking at at how he lived, looking at the I dog shit it, on the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I don't know. I think that's I think that's it in America. Like people kind of come and see the English people mm. more than listen to the music. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like hello, how's it going? Like you go to like. Dallas is like, hello there, what's going on? We're in the studio with Youngblood and uh, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Everyone Im- imitates my accent or in France, like, bonjour, ça va? we have Youngblood in the yeah. studio. Like, all that shit, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I think it's just that fucking British, slightly psychotic, yeah. usually drunk yep. thing that works, you know Bit what I mean? Bit of fun, we love them. But t- tell me, is there uh, any secret, or well, not secret, but... Dark Horse, kind of unexpected audiences. Because we you know we have bands, uh, particularly from Australia, like uh, Silverchair that have come through and, you know, they're now yeah. kind of stalwarts of rock in Australia. But they were always surprised by Brazil. And they toured and they toured oh. and they toured. Have you Bro, found... Can you I found, tell you something yeah. mental? Like, we turned up at Mexico, right? Yeah. We haven't not played like, like South America and Latin America yet. We've mm. just not. Uh, we just didn't get round to it. You know what I mean? Because obviously we're going to put Pandemic... And Vans basically called me up and was like, yo, will you come play a show for us at House of Vans in Mexico? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, weird, but I'm down. Yeah, fuck yeah. And I was like, all right. And I thought it'd be a cool, like, little gauge. Cause you just never know. You see it on, you see, like, a couple comments on Instagram. You're like, oh, we should go to Mexico. We should go to Latin America. Two and a half thousand tickets, right? Mm-hmm. We're just like, all right, cool. We're going to put them on sale. Just, like, see what happens. Mm-hmm. They went in five seconds. Yeah, right. And then we turned up at the airport and there were a thousand kids at the airport (laughs) in Mexico City. And I'm like, what? And then they're at the hotel and then they're at the restaurant and then they're at the thing. And I love it, me. Everyone's, I just love it. You know what I mean? I I just hope I never get over like seeing my people because that's just what I do this for. That's what I want Youngwood to be. I was like, I just want some mates. Mm Mm-hmm. To be honest, yeah. that's how the, I'm just lonely and I want some friends. That was literally yeah. how this started. Yeah, and, and then, that's what the fans are too. You're saying yeah, you're that's, in a similar position. I, yeah. I see a lot of comments, especially on your YouTube videos, that um, people are very grateful and uh, they feel like they've got a sense of community. Dude, that, being part of your well fan base, yeah. That was it. I think it, it was just like it kind of came at a crashing point of a wave mm-hmm. of a generation where I just believe people. It just takes a couple of people to stand up and go, do you know what? Fuck this. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. This is who I want to be. This is how I want to express myself. And that was a generation. And mm-hmm. I think a movement happened 
Mm. You know what I mean? Do you feel that also was heightened maybe by the pandemic in that the kids have had it pretty tough? You know, all the formative years that a lot of us remember, you know, being able to get out of the house when you turn 18 or when you finish school, the kids kind of haven't had that. Do you find that hypercharged? Because it was certainly on display at Splendor. That that was the thing. It started before, Mm. right? Just before with Instagram, Twitter, Mm. everything suddenly the voiceless had the biggest voice in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, we found that happened with our recent election is suddenly because... Yeah, um, Scott Morrison. Yeah, you know Scott I mean? Morrison. Yeah, he did we his had, part. Yeah, don't yeah. worry, I know him. <laughs> I, he don't like oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> he does not like me. Um, that's what I mean. I was like yeah. uh, kind of... Well, it, it, it started with Brexit mm. with me. That's what st- made me start writing music, really, as, as young blood. You know what I mean? Like, gave me a real identity. I just looked into my phone and went, I'm, I, I hate this. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to feel voices. I don't want to. And then people responded. And then I, I came down to Australia from 10,000 followers. The next time I returned to Australia, I had a million. Mm. And then, I, then the pandemic just kind of. I just, I don't know. I think I, I, I know how to talk to my community and mm. they took it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't, a, it's not about me. Yeah. It's about an idea. And Youngblood became a name for young people to wrap around and go like, this is where I belong and this is what I want to wear. This is what I want to say. This is what I want to talk about. And then like, again, the pandemic, people felt voiceless. So all it was about is me Providing a space where kids can meet mates in lines and then when Youngblood leaves town, they're together. And then it's like, okay, there's a pandemic. Well, let's do this, but online. So you can talk every day and do a Zoom with mates every day. Like, oh, I'm in my bedroom and fucking whatever. Like, I don't know. Kids were doing like joint rolling parties where they were smoking (laughs) weed out the bedrooms in the thing or like (laughs) painting or I don't know, like clothing design or sending each other stuff. And like, that was it. what it was about. And then I think through the pandemic, it like what started as a subculture, because I, I would say that is Youngblood is a culture, like no matter if you like it or not, it is. It's it's an idea. It's our own little mm-hmm. world got bigger and bigger and bigger and it started to bleed into the mainstream. Yeah. And that's when it kind of got a bit dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when an idea that is not affiliated with generalized thinking. Yeah people start to think it's fake or people mm. start to question it or yeah. people think it's scary or people don't don't get it or don't know where it's come from so they believe that that it's you know i mean it may not be as it as appears so that we're talking those nine months there then really that that ascent you felt do you think at the same time in the background people were starting to think who is this guy fully who are these fans is this just some sort of thing that they're that doing? was it man yeah. my, my favorite thing in the world is when people think that this is run out of a boardroom mm. can i tell you <laughs> can i tell you what's yeah. hilarious yeah. there's three idiots out there yeah. and number four's here it's literally <laughs> me and three people with iphones yeah. running all over the world mm. going what the hell can we do to find more people yeah you know what i mean and i love that me i love the conversation because that's what it's about you know what i mean it's about the debate it's about the idea it's about the fight i think if i don't have anything to fight against i, I don't think i'll be as good i want i want to talk to you about your art i guess yeah there's um a, another band that was spit to play just before you that um suffered the same fate as you at Splendour in the Grass is the DMAs. Love. Band. They're Australian lads, 
But they're all raised by scousers and I love um, it, man. Scots. Step up the morphine. Yeah. I love it. I love when they did believe. But they sing. They can sing in a way that kind of invals that are, that actually people can relate to from other parts of the world. You know, mostly because their dads are all English. You have a similar. You know, you don't sing the the way you sound, and not that you, the no. Yorkshire accent's polarizing or isolating, but you do have a, I wouldn't call it American either, but you, you have a sound that actually is quite universal. Yeah, it's so weird. I think like, I think kind of, for me, it was like, I loved the Arctic Monkeys mm. and Eminem simultaneously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That first record is like an accumulation of what was happening in youth culture, Lil Pump, Trippy Red. And the Arctic Monkeys yeah. and Liam Gallagher. Yeah. So how do I put Liam Gallagher under 808s? Yeah. And that's that first album. You yeah, know what right. I mean? Because that I remember Mick Jagger. Right. Mick Jagger said something sick. It's like you play the part until you become it. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny when people talk about when music journalists talk about artists or whatever, and like they have such a misconception that the, everyone was always like that mm-hmm. you're not telling me that people listen to Lou Reed at eight mm-hmm. if you think that you're lying yeah. you know what I mean you find these artists and you put their skin on like they put others on before mm-hmm. and then parts of it drop off yeah. and you are born yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean you play at it until you become it mm-hmm. that's a fact from every artist from the Rolling Stones were listening to, to old school black blues musicians mm-hmm. and then they put that skin on that's domino yeah that's yeah. literally yeah. it Do you yeah. know what i'm saying and that was and and i think that's what's cool i think like with it all like you can hear the dmas you can hear the verve in them you can hear yeah. the oasis in them you can hear richard ashcroft like all over that stuff but they do it in a but then i also hear like literally like i hear like in excess yeah. ballads in them and i hear you know what i mean it's that accumulation of identity that creates something new. And it's you and it's also them. It'd be fair to say that a lot of the kids have come up with the same stuff. Oh, I mean, bro, how old are you? That was it. I'm 24. Yeah, so the kids are going to have grown up listening to the same stuff as Youngblood. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, I am not Youngblood. We are Youngblood. They are Youngblood. I would, if they didn't take this and carry this every single day and sing the songs and wear the t-shirts and turn up at the show and tattoo the lyrics and the hearts and the idea i'm just i'm nothing yeah you know what i mean it's like that's the one thing i always say about artists like you is you got to be so grateful because i don't know i just know that i tell the truth and i pour my heart out and they respond Every day. Well, and it's amazing. They're lining up at the Kingscliff Hotel. They're lining up at Mexico City Airport yeah. for it. And I think um, I think we're all young blood now too here in yes. the uh, Desert Rock yeah. FM. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> thank you for joining oh, us today. Dude, thank you. I love that, man. That was amazing. <laughs>